0: to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Bring up uh, Colossians 1 and 13. Again, Jesus our mighty Deliverer. It is Jesus who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. Written by Paul the Apostle. He had an encounter with Jesus. Amen. At one time, he was a a disbeliever in Christ, but he became a believer on his road to Damascus when he was hit by power and light. And that light was so bright, it blinded him because he was doing dark things. So he needed some light. God kindly gave him some light. But he has transferred us, saints, saints, Out of the kingdom of darkness, from darkness, into a kingdom that we call light. That kingdom is light. It's love. It's power. is unmeasurable. We're partakers of that kingdom. We're partakers of the inheritance of his kingdom. It's his dear son's kingdom. Kingdom of his dear son. He has delivered us and translated us into this kingdom. Some of you might say, Well, when did that happen? The day you got born again. I didn't notice that. Did it happen? Yeah, it happened. It's a spiritual reality. It happened. So, Paul, the Apostle Paul, has given the saints of God a revelation of what happened, what took place, that we were transferred. Just like the faith of currency, it moved you from one kingdom to another kingdom. It moved you from a kingdom of suffering and shame into a kingdom of righteousness and goodness. A kingdom of eternal bliss. A kingdom of good power and good knowledge. Amen? Amen. So we have indeed been translated out of the kingdom of darkness. We're no longer slaves to sin. We're no longer slaves to Lucifer and his power. We have a new king, and that king is Jesus Christ. He's mighty to save, and he's mighty to deliver. Most of us were not aware of this happening until we read it in the Word. We were ignorant of spiritual laws. The life, death, and crucifixion of Jesus Christ and his resurrection paid for this transaction. He provided access to a kingdom with limitless limitless possibilities, eternal life, joy, unspeakable. Jesus has made this possible. Once again, he is our mighty deliverer. Now, Jerusalem, he went when Jesus when Jesus was in Jerusalem, he went about doing good with his 12 disciples. Everywhere he would go, he would teach and preach the kingdom of God is at hand. Amen? Amen? Everywhere he would go, signs, wonders, and miracles were following him. People were following him by the multitude. So obviously, he had power. Yep. He had revelation, and he was operating in that power. He was operating in that power, saints. The people received Miracles from Jesus Christ. There are verifiable miracles that Jesus did. In uh, Mark 4 and 35, I'm just going to quote there. After Jesus is preaching and teaching, he says to the saints, let us grab a boat and go to the other side and do the work on the other side. Of the sea. So as they traveled to the other side. There there was a great tempest arose. It was a great storm. And the disciples thought they were going to die. So they tried to wake the master because the master was at peace. He was asleep in the boat at peace. But they woke him up said, we're going to die. You have to get us out of there, Jesus. So Jesus awoke. Jesus awoke, and he rebuked the storm. And after he rebuked the storm, the disciples said, What manner of man is this, that he can calm even the winds and waves? They obey him. What manner of man is this? That even the winds and the waves obey him. Because he was at peace. If you're at peace, saints of God, you can speak to a not so good situation. A situation that's giving you turmoil. If you're at peace here, deep down in your soul, you can say, peace, be still, just like Jesus said. Peace, be still. And then he turned and he rebuked his disciples for not having any faith. And after that, they reached the other side. It's not true deliverance until we reach the other side. Amen. Amen. It's not true deliverance until we see victory. Because every time we are tested in our faith. The devil's going to use fear. He's going to use some form of lie to persecute you, to ride you, to get on you, and to make you back up off of your faith because he got you cornered. He got you in a place of disbelief. (laughs) Amen. But Jesus said, hey, man, there ain't no problem for God. There's no problem. There's nothing too big for our God. Even though the storm is raging. And the waves are, are moving, and, it, and, it, and the, the water is flooding the ships. It's no problem for God. Amen. Amen. Nothing too bit difficult for our God. Amen. Nothing that our God can't handle, nothing that our God can't fix. Amen. We're going to the other side, just as I have declared before we even got in the boat. That's right. mm-hmm. Before we even got in the boat, I declared it. Saints, sometimes in your situations, you got to know you're coming out. You've you, you got to know you're coming out of this thing, whatever it may be, whatever difficulty that you may be facing. You're coming out. Why? Because God has paid the victory for you. We, we sung it this morning. We are more than conquerors through Christ. He's paid the price because we've been what? Translated. Darkness. Suffering, sickness, disease does not belong to a child of God. Are you hearing? Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. There was a certain man that went from Jerusalem to Jericho, and as he was traveling through Jericho, he fell amongst thieves. They robbed him, beat him, stripped him, and left him for dead. That's cited in Luke 10 and 30. Left him for dead. Didn't care if he was a father. Didn't care if he was a brother, a son. Didn't care where he was going, how long he was traveling. They robbed him, and they beat him. And they left them. And you know what? The religious people saw it. Because the Bible says that the Levites saw this man suffering, beaten, left for dead in the street. But went by, crossed, crossed the road and went right by on the other side. Like you didn't even see it. Somebody who knows the goodness of God. Somebody who knows the covenant saw it. Didn't want any, any part or anything to do with it. But he walked by on the other side. And the scripture says the priest saw it as well. He saw the man laying in the street bleeding. Didn't offer any help. Went by on the other side. But the good Samaritan saw it. The person that didn't have religious teaching knowledge of the covenant, God's laws, and all these things. He saw it, and he had compassion on the man. He poured oil in his wounds. How many of you need Jesus to pour oil in your wounds today? Been on the battlefield of the Lord. Sometimes you get wounded. Yeah. You need the Messiah, you need the compassion of the believers to pour oil in your wounds. Fresh oil. So that good Samaritan, the one who didn't know about religious laws and scriptures and, and, and the law of confession and things of that nature, he did the right thing because he put him on his own beast, put him on his own donkey, put him in his own car. And carried him to the innkeeper. And then he put money up to the innkeeper. And he said, he put two pence up there. And he says, if there be any more on my return, I will repay you. We're talking about Jesus today. We're talking about he's a deliverer today. And he will make good on his promise because he is a promise keeper. There was another man begging in the courtyards when Jesus and his disciples were walking in the streets of Jericho, begging because he had no sight. This man was blind Bartimaeus. And he cried to Jesus. He says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those by him were trying to shut him up. Man, be quiet, man. He don't want to hear from you. You're not important enough. You don't mean enough. You don't matter enough. But he cried all the more. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Yes. So Jesus said, bring him to me. He commanded his disciples, bring them to me. They brought him, And he said, what do you want? I want to receive my sight, Jesus. Your faith has saved you. What you believe in is substance. Faith is actually substance, saints. It's material to God. It's something that God can use. It's something that will penetrate the heart of God, and he will exchange it per your request. In this case... Blind Bartimaeus received his sight. It was his faith that saved him. He was delivered that day. Hallelujah. And so Jesus, once again, moving through the cities. Signs, wonders, and miracles are following Jesus. The crowds and the multitudes, they're coming because they want to see Jesus. They want to receive a touch by God. And so the woman with the issue of blood, she sees Jesus. And she says within herself, if I could but touch the hymn, of his garment, I will be made whole. And she touched the hem of Jesus. And he said, Did somebody touch me? Even though people, multitudes of people, many of people were touching Jesus, he knew the moment she touched him. And I tell you why because this woman had expectancy, she had full assurance. She had full confidence knowing that Jesus, the son of David, she will be healed because he was, in fact, the Messiah. He was anointed to save. He was the very essence of God himself. So she had that expectancy, knowing that God will make her whole. And what did Jesus say to her? Daughter. Your faith. Your faith because of what you believe. You believe in the unseen realm. You believe in your heart that I am the Messiah. I am the son of God. I am the son of the living God. And because you have that faith, from this hour, you are made whole. And she spent plenty of years, plenty of time suffering. Twelve years, the scripture says. She had this issue of blood. But on that day, she met the Messiah and she was delivered. She was set free of her pain. She was set free of her suffering and her anguish and the embarrassment that she had to carry for so long. But yet she still did not give up. She persevered through it all. Through it all, she believed and she saw Jesus. And she said, if I could just do it, I know. I will be made whole. My health will come back. My peace will come back. My finances will come back, because I won't spend it all paying for doctors. I can lay down at night and rest my head. I can get rest, peaceful rest. If I can just have a one moment with the Savior. Her touch was different than everyone else's. Her heart was in a different place. It was in a place of belief. She believed. She believed like no other. And she drew virtue from our Messiah. She drew, she drew healing power from the Lord. If you can uh, bring up First Thessalonians five and 23, uh, Cody, thank you. The Bible says that we have a well. And in that well, in John 7, Jesus declares that out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Out of your belly. It's it's what we believe. That's where the believer is tied to. Your spirit, your spirit being, your soul, your loins. We want to go deeper, and we want to enlighten the eyes of our understanding the name Jesus or Joshua or Yahshua in Hebrew, we take one note of the time language and progression. So you're looking about you're looking back at time and language progression from Hebrew to Greek to English. Amen. And transliterated his name is Yeshua the original Hebrew intention of his name. Yeshua is part of God's name, the Father, Yahweh, as revealed in Psalm 68, and salvation. Yahweh is salvation. That's what the name Yeshua means. So in this name, we have wholeness, nothing Broken, nothing missing. He wants us to have godly health, peace, prosperity, and joy for us. So, as we, if you have your Bible, if you read First Thessalonians five twenty-three, may God Himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that's the goal of the coming of our Messiah. To be sanctified through and through, spirit, soul, and body. Man is a triune being. We have a spirit. That spirit originated with God. In the Genesis, it declared that Male and female created he, them. That was in the spiritual realm. It says that right there in Genesis. Man and woman were uh, created in the spirit realm together. And that's how we can tie it all back into equality. We're all one. There's no male or female. There's no bond. There's no free. All become one in Christ Jesus. Amen. There's a lot of people that fight over genders, uh, who's in charge? This, that, and the other. God's in charge. Amen. And when God is the head of the family, everything works out. Trust me on that. But right there, from the very beginning, God has created the spirit man. It came out of it. We originated from our father. Amen. And then that's why, if you read Genesis, it almost looks like there's two. Two types of men being created. And then God formed man from the dust of the ground. See? He formed him from the dust of the ground. All right? He had to make man germane to this atmosphere, not the heavenly atmosphere. So he gave him a body. Amen? And then he breathed into man the very pneuma, the very spirit of God. He breathed into Adam. And then he took Eve out of Adam here on earth. Mind you, it was already done in the spiritual realm. Male and female created he them. Then it happened naturally in the earth. That's why we have a body, our soul. See, a lot of us, mind, will, and emotions, we need to understand as saints and as believers, there's areas in our soul that we need to yield yeah. to the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why you say, you know, I'm saved and I'm born again and like Jesus, but I still like to smoke cigarettes, mm-hmm. or you know, I still like women in short skirts. I still do this. I still do that. Sanctify Amen. soul. Amen. Yes. And that's what we're going to learn how to do today. Is allow the Father, the Holy Spirit, to get deep down in there. Because you don't know it. Trust me. The Bible calls it iniquity. It's deep down in there. And you don't know it unless you surrender in worship, in prayer, get quiet. We have so many people praying prayers up to God. I want this. I need this. It's like a routine instead of just getting quiet, getting before the Lord and say, Search me, O Lord. Show me those places. Show me those places where I need you. Surrendering, to, surrendering a lot of preachers call it the searchlight of the Holy Spirit. Amen. He'll show you. Sometimes it'll happen instantly. You need to go back and apologize to that person. You were rude. You know, you were nasty, this, that, and the other. Sometimes it happens like that. But sometimes things are in there, in your soul, lodged in your soul, lodged in your river, creating a log jam in your river creating hindrances and other things, arguments and on and on and on. You don't have the victory like you should. Amen? Or like I should, okay? Because I'm not up here talking like everything's perfect in my life. Don't ever misconstrue that. We must walk out our salvation with fear and trembling, as Philippians 2 and 12 says. It's a walk, saints of God. If you think this is, you know, you know, you got it all licked and stuff like that. Jesus took care of everything. Oh, no, there's some things you got to deal with. Honestly, we have to deal with honestly every day. And that's why Jesus says, you know, stay in me, abide in me, abide. We have to abide. We can't. It's just not a one and done type of thing. Amen. Amen. Pastor Tom and, and uh, Papa Teddy, they still come to church because they understand this. They understand that they have to renew their minds. They, they understand they have to yield to the Holy Spirit and that no man is an island. You know, you, you don't got it. And the minute you think you got it and, and this, that and the other, and you're not, you're not humble anymore. You know, you're, you're puffed up and stuff like that. And then you start to stink to other people. That's right. You, you start to stink because your attitude, your attitude is all over the place and you, you're not easy to be around and you're unloving and, and all kinds of things. Because you're not surre- we're not surrendering to 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 God in in prayer, and 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 listening to his to his guidance, Amen. Amen. So God wants us to be sanctified through and through, and it and once we have it, you know the Spirit has it. The, the Spirit never it never sins. It's it's always it's, it's ho- it remains holy. It calls the Bible calls it the incorruptible seed. Yes, we do that part of us. Yeah, it is holy, but we have to. We have to yield saints of God. Amen. Amen. Because God wants us to, to, to receive that, that deep healing, that deep restoration of our soul. Because some things have been lodged here. Hey, if you live in this earth, it, it's, it, it happens to all of us. All right. So about 23 years ago, um, most of you know that, uh, and me and Tasha, we were were, uh, Muslims, and we were in a nation of Islam, and going into Islam, you have a lot of beliefs and and doctrines and things of that nature, and it's different than the kingdom of heaven. It's just different. What they believe and what they teach, it's different. So as we we left that, and and God was calling us into the kingdom, after God translated us, amen, we gave our, we surrendered our life back to Jesus, You know i knew that god was doing a work in me like ezekiel 37 says that he will give us a new heart he would take away that stony heart and he would give us a fleshly heart amen and i found my most of my deliverance in when i would get before god and i would i would pray and i would worship alone you know i'm not looking for accolades from anybody else but it's in that quiet time it's in that secret place where you would surrender some things and, and the worship I would use, uh, the, the psalmist, they call it a Zamar praise. A zo- in a Zamar praise, you use the string instruments. You hear the pianos playing, you hear the, the guitar. It's, it's very, very simple and very sweet and pure. And uh, the group that I used was Mercy Me. Everybody knows Mercy Me because they're effective in, in Zamar praise. Yeah, Mercy very Me. Good. I can only imagine, you know, they, they, they're very good at making God beautiful, making God bigger than any situation, any problem that you have, and uh, that's what it is, I saw God on a, on, a, on a whole nother level, a God of love, a God of compassion, a God of, of peace, and, 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 and just, just so much joy and so much goodness, and uh, he, he touched my heart in, in many ways. And um, just to receive a touch from Jesus is, is, is just incredibly beautiful. As I shared last week in last week's service, uh, God touched my mind. And it was while I was sleeping, you know, I was minding my own business. And God, 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 God his finger reached in and touched my mind. My, it felt it was on my brain physically. And he was just doing this around and around and around. And I began to shake and, and vibrate. And it woke me up, and I was still shaking and vibrating, and I began to weep. And if he had it continued, I would have started shouting and screaming. It, it felt immensely uh, wonderful, and I felt it through my whole body. Amen. Um, but those times in prayers, those times as we seek God and, and we seek his face and his presence, yeah, he's going he's gonna to touch us, saints, and he's going to touch us in those places, those deep-down plates, Places where the Bible calls it iniquity—you don't. Sometimes you don't even know it's there. I've heard it many times from my wife, like, "Man, brother, you got to change. You know, you got to do some things. You know, you got. <laughs> there's some things that's just not." And I look, I like, really. I'm like, "Man, I thought I arrived. You know, I thought I had all. The, you know, I had it all together." <laughs> and, uh, you know, those of you who are married, uh, you know, your wife will be honest. She's the first one that's going to be honest with you going to tell you, man, you're starting to stink. You know this, that, and the other, um, and that's where it was. And when you when you get before God and you get honest with with God and and you're not afraid of His correction, His guidance, or whatever it is, it, is, uh, it makes everything else better. Your relationships, number one, your relationship with your wife. You know, shoot, she'll tolerate you. Uh, it, it's 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 more enjoyable you, you're more manageable to deal with more manageable to do with. no I'm, I'm I'm putting myself out here in, in this case uh, amen yeah but it's true though you know I mean you know and then he and it's this patience thing who likes the word patience you know it's like man patience yeah you gotta have a little bit more patience because patience we accomplish the promises of God and man, through through faith and patience. And God, you know, gives me patience. Hey, everybody, have, cut me some slack. I got three women. I got three black women I got to deal with. So, y'all, y'all don't, don't want to talk about patience? Talk to me about patience, okay? <laughs> These two, they used to be kids, but now they're women, now, okay? And, and uh, I, get, I, get the, I get the women brunt now. I got three women I got to deal with. So, yeah patience yeah through, through patience all right yeah so God he wants to deal with unresolved issues today uh, some of you are aware of it you know some things that you've been dealing with for a long time um, I'm going to excuse the congregation and um, I'm going to ask you to come up for prayer and you say well what good is that going to do that's what the natural mind does what good is that going to do the scripture says one puts a thousand to flight, talking about demons, two can put ten thousand. OK, Amen. when you add your faith with another believer, a man of faith, a woman of faith, right. that that amplifies your power. Amen. You want power for the right things, right? Yep. Amen. You want to get these strongholds, these proclivities, and you want to recognize those things that that have been kind of keeping you from walking in complete victory. Uh, a couple of uh, weeks ago, as Pastor Tom was talking about revival, uh, he mentioned, you know, he talked about the reign of God. And when, when, the, when it begins to rain, you know, signs and wonders and miracles are breaking out. All kind of wonderful things are breaking out. Revivals in the land. He says, but what happens in many revivals is that there's not enough people to maintain that reign. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. To maintain the reign. So we have to learn how to maintain ourselves. Cody, can you put that pick up for for me? I'm moving along. I know I skipped a couple of scriptures. I see what time it is. So the Holy Spirit showed me this, right? It's a big earth-moving truck, right? Yeah, a lot of us just need to get rid of a lot of junk out of our life. We need to give it to the Lord, not to Brother Ben. Just give it over to the Lord. Cast your cares on the Lord because he cares for us. You know, and confession. You can confess to the Lord. You can confess to somebody you trust. You may not trust me on that, that level right now, and that's okay. You could just tell me, hey, Brother Ben, I'm dealing with certain, certain things. I just want prayer for that, and I'm, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, which is release the anointing. Amen? So I'm going to release the congregation, and those of you who are honest enough to, to come for prayer, you want prayer, come down to the altar. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the word that you have placed on the believers' hearts today, Father. We thank you that they receive it in faith. We take all personal, um, personal factors out of it and just let them hear your voice, not my voice necessarily, Lord God, but take it as your instruction. We bless the congregation today in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I gotta I gotta move. I gotta move.